that this is Uwe Ball. If you want to help support the podcast on this network, go to rogueintel.com. Thank you and go fuck yourself. This program is not censored. Consider yourself warned. Lights, camera, action. When a script is written that is so bad that no one will film it, two men will bring it to life just so they can mock it. This is Table Reads. So the movie's kaput, which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Table Reads. With Sean McBee and Trevor Thompson. With special guest Jimmy Williams. God damn episode 49. We are sneaking up on episode 50. Yep. One for every state. Episode 49 also happens to be part six of the Crow 3 Resurrection. Now, I know I haven't given you any information yet in this episode that you didn't already have when you clicked on the link for it. So I apologize. I'm just being a piece of repeating shit. <laughs> We love you. We love you for it, Sean. Why don't you tell us what happened previously, though? All right, go ahead. Previously on Table Reads. Table Reads. Fuck. Kato's a cop. He engages in an awesome 80s action cop sequence with his partner, Sarah. Um, and then he goes to get married, but then the people that were... The bad guys in that action cop sequence that he engaged in with Sarah, yeah. uh, they come and they shoot up his wedding with a helicopter, and then in trying to stop them, he gets shot in the fucking head and goes brain dead, and he sits a drooling mess in a mental hospital for two fucking years. Two in, fucking years? Until prompted by an attempted rape of a doctor by junkies... A crow flies up to his window and goes, Caw, see ya! And then <laughs> he suddenly wakes up and kicks all those guys' asses and rips one of their dicks off, as you do, and then uh, gets recruited promptly by some shadowy government organization. Meanwhile, the bad guys, who, by the way, are uh, trying to bypass FDA authorization on some drug they're making, that's their big scheme. They, uh... Are, are still bad guys. They're out there doing their thing. Um, <laughs> some doctor named Dr. Fields, uh, who talks like a character from His Girl Friday, <laughs> uh, has turned on them because she doesn't think that it's safe to release the drug because it's going to kill pretty much half of anybody that takes it. And she's now under the protection of Sarah, who has just discovered that her old partner is back in the land of the living though he hadn't actually fully died ever, um, but that he's a little bit crazy. He thinks that she's his wife. He He's basically made the same mistake that the audience has and conflated the two characters of the person he's the closest with, with the woman that he was marrying, who we only saw in that marriage scene so that she could die, because cliched bullshit. <laughs> um, and she has just orchestrated... Uh, having him thrown back into the mental institution where now the bad guys are looking for him because they know that he's back on the board. Fade in. Any music? Yeah, it's coming. So I have to admit, before I get started with the reading, uh, 
when you hit the previously on, I wasn't sure I was going to be able to make that smoothly. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck did we just read? Yeah, honestly, I'm the whole time. I'm not even bullshitting you. The whole time you're reading this, I'm going, thank God he's the guy that does the previews. Thank God he's the... <laughs> thank God all I have to do is push these stupid buttons. Because <laughs> I don't... I'm like, wow, all that happened, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving, maybe I'm not giving this to I'm of the, <laughs> I'm of the opinion that that's probably why we do the previously on, on these shows is because it's so hard to remember all this bullshit. Well, you know, it's... It's just like any TV show has a previously on at the beginning of the episode because it's been a week, man. Here is the story so far. The like, story so far. Used to say it or if it's, uh, if it's shameless, like, you fucking missed last week's episode? What the fuck? <laughs> Jimmy, get off your yeah, phone. Come make, on. They make you feel like a piece of shit. He's, he's like on his phone doing shit. He's nowhere near his he's microphone. five feet from the mic. He's got shit to do, he's man. He's just shouting at us. He's, uh, he's, look, man. He's posting spoilers for this podcast on his phone right now. <laughs> <laughs> fucking you guys up. Fucking up the whole show. All right. Okay, so, um, cut two. Oh, sorry. And, no, you don't need that. You, you did fade in. Cut two. You did it anyway. He loves hitting his buttons. Dissolve two. I love pushing your buttons is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know shit. I wish there was a no shit button. Interior, Kato's cell, night. It's a cell now. <laughs> Damn, I, you know, it, it, I called it a cave earlier, so yeah, I can see it. Kato's back is to us. Sarah has her face pressed against the little opening in the door close to the camp. <laughs> I'm just really picturing her like, Kato, I Like just a, a male slot. <laughs> She's just like putting her lips through it. Sarah has her face pressed against the little opening in the door, close to the camera. Her breath shows in the chilly cubicle. Uh, so, so he's in a little cell that's like 30 degrees. That's how you take care for mental patients in 1997? Yeah, didn't you see the fucking the second Exorcist movie? Oh God, Kato. If I knew how they were going to handle it, I never would have made the call. I would have let you run anywhere you wanted to go. I only want you to get better. <laughs> that voice. Outside, and it was your idea. I know, outside, I know. That's why I'm loving it so much. Outside in the corridor. Badish gently pulls Sarah away from the peephole, closes it. Neither of us can help him right now. And it's neither one of our faults, but we feel like it is anyway. Now, what's this about your friend? Sarah composes herself as they walk. Yes, she needs a place she can feel safe for the night. She doesn't trust the police safe houses. Can you help me out? <laughs> Badish looks God off damn. at Fields, who peeks around the corner of a waiting room. While still trying to hide her face, she manages a little wave. This is a hospital, not a hotel. I'll have to admit her. I'll have to admit her. Does she have any symptoms, physical, mental? She thinks people are trying to kill her. Are you Alice menstruating right now? <laughs> what do you mean, thinks? They had guns like this, knives like that. We barely got away. <laughs> that is such a vaudeville line. <laughs> Sorry. See what I mean? Completely paranoid. Fields looks at Sarah. She knows she's being conned. But she knows Sarah has a reason. 48 hours. That's all I can do. Then I have to report it. 
That's Trevor's young woman voice. Yeah, I can't go much lower than this. Higher. Higher. I can definitely go higher. Where's my pipe at, nigga? <laughs> That's Trevor. You using, you're using oh, up your quota. That will be enough. Thank you. <laughs> my quota. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get her admitted. You'll be all right here. Your mouth to God's ears. Sarah smiles, moves toward the lobby. Fields hides behind a newspaper. How big a newspaper is it? <laughs> that was that was Fields' version of I hear you talking. Cut to, Cut to. <laughs> Got him <laughs> Interior Cato's padded cell. They've added padding since the last scene. Ah, Jesus Christ. He literally is doing like one scene at a time and then leaving the room and going and living life and coming back a day later. What the fuck? There's no consistency. No, no. First, I thought it was a hospital room and I saw him in a bed. Then I saw him in a cell, you know, and now he's in a padded room. Yeah. You know, hold on. Hold on. Cato sits like a statue and this isn't going to help for our audience, but this is what I'm picturing. (laughs) (laughs) Lounging like a Greek Getting fed grapes (laughs) Or like this Yeah the thinker Rodin's the thinker I don't think there's any other statues that sit There are famous ones anyway They're all standing (laughs) He sits like the statue of David In fact when people stand in a certain way They go why are you What are you posing for a statue (laughs) Cato sits like a statue A shaft of moonlight comes in through the wire and glass window. Something attracts his attention. There's titties out there. (laughs) I do have titties up in them stores. He he said shaft. (laughs) He put shaft. (laughs) Outside the window, it's the American flag. Of course it is. Where else would it be in this movie? Of course it is. It's the American flag on its staff outside the hospital. I think Bill O'Reilly wrote this. (laughs) Back to scene. He looks at it. Eyes pained. Damaged goods. He shakes his head. Enough of his mind working to know he's been a fool. (laughs) That when he hears, that's when he hears the patriotic music. I really should get some patriotic music ready. (laughs) He spins around. Coming toward him out of the shadows is Ishmael. He's wearing a Walkman that's playing Sousa marches. I knew it, man. I could feel it coming. It's just the fucking Monty Python theme. It's nothing big. Ishmael. That's my line. Oh, sorry. Ishmael. Then you were real. <laughs> or I'm fake now also. You're in a padded room, dumbass. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> he could be talking to himself. <laughs> Who's Ishmael? I am. Mr. Cato, you didn't complete your mission. Now you leave me no choice. Something gleams in Ishmael's hand. A scalpel. I have to let you try again. The scalpel saws through the long sleeves of the straitjacket. Cato looks at Ishmael carefully. I think... I think you're crazier than I am. If you're so sure you're sane, prove it. Kill somebody. Wait, what? That's... Yeah, okay. Okay. Okay, sure. Damn, damn. Damn, Ishmael. I mean, dude, 
like uh, uh, David Berkowitz would have gone, hold on, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> let, let me let me double check this with my lawyer, the dog. <laughs> I want you to go out there and kill. Cato flexes his muscles. The sleeves rip the rest of the way. Oh, you mean they don't rest in peace the rest of the way? <laughs> he turns, heads into the backlight of the waiting corridor. Cut to interior waiting room night. <laughs> I didn't do it because I got it last time. <laughs> Fuck you. Fields paces, nervous, aware of every tick of the wall clock. She. T- <laughs> Ah! Ah! <laughs> aware of every tick of the wall clock she takes a piece of fruit from a bowl bites into it it isn't ripe she scowls turns on the tv <laughs> sinister man on tv oh why is there a sinister man on tv you shouldn't it says shouldn't uh. yeah you shouldn't have squealed on us baby you know what we do to squeal is? Wow, they're wa- actually watching His Girl Friday on... <laughs> Fields shivers and changes channels. You shouldn't have squealed on us, baby. You know what we do to squealers? Fields blinks, looks at the TV, confused. TV, her POV. One of those stud dating shows. One of one of those. What the yeah. fuck is that? Sure. You know, I'm just... Let's just picture... Uh, uh, the dating game. No, from the better, better. This is the '90s. Singled out. We're going to go McCarthy. singled out and Chris on Hardwick. TV with Chris Hardwick. And you know what? At this point, I think maybe Jenny McCarthy had been replaced with um, uh, '97 in Carmen Electra. Oh, that's right. She was replaced by Carmen Electra. That's right. Either one of them. '97. Okay, Jimmy knows his singled out history. He knows Carmen Electra's history because he's yeah. a creep. Aunt Jenny's. <laughs> Catholic girls. Jenny wasn't trying to kill thousands of children a year at this point yet. (laughs) At least not directly. It was kind of a... No. No. She was just giving everybody boners. Mm -hmm. Uh, Stud dating shows. Back to scene. The stud here is Chris Hardwick with his greasy, lank hair that he had at the time. Back to scene. Then, where did the instant replay come from? She turns, looks in the doorway, wonders why the direction is asking questions. Uh, Acer and Pring are there. It's Acer who spoke. I hate these directions. Yeah, it's a real shock, ain't it? Fields. (laughs) I get more and more of a pussy every season. She starts to scream. (laughs) Hey, man. He does. He jumped a shark. He had to. (laughs) He had to at that point. (laughs) She starts to, you know, really, really the Fonz should have fucking like cut Richie. Yeah, exactly. Hey, <laughs> why are you always walking in my office? Why don't you have some of this? Snicked. <laughs> His office. It's really just the alley they found him in in the first episode. <laughs> hey, Mrs. C, I cut up your little boy. <laughs> and she fucks him. <laughs> She's like, thank you, God. <laughs> Little fucking. Did you make, they make Howard watch, and he's like fucking tied up. <laughs> there was a, by the way, there was a blooper. There was a blooper, by the way, where they did that. They just Henry, and then they just start making out in the middle of a scene. Pretty famous. Uh, where were we? I don't know. Uh, the part where 
New Where angle. the Fonz was fucking Mrs. Cunningham. <laughs> <laughs> In a very special episode. Fields. That kind of took us out right there. <laughs> she starts to scream, but Pring has already crossed behind her and put his hand over her mouth. But then another hand covers his. <gasps> No, that it's bitch like can the, double not talk. It's like the Russian dolls of people fucking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pring blinks. It's like it's like a, a top of the face, like when you put your hands in as a as a group yeah. and go <laughs> One, and two, three, break. Go. <laughs> it's like that, but on someone's like face. A Mexican standoff with three monkeys. <laughs> um, where are we? New angle. Uh, then another hand covers his. Pring blinks, confused. Then one of his fingers gets snapped. New angle! Kato has appeared behind Pring. As Pring shrieks, uh, Acer looks up, <laughs> not a shriek. pales. The knife he had intended to use on fields changes course toward Kato. Just like in, in the air? Yeah, why not? Kato falls back onto his back. No, Kato falls onto his back, flinging Acer over his head. Acer crashes through the double doors of an operating room. Wait, so he got cut out of his... No, never mind. I got it. Uh, Fields goes running down a corridor, screaming for help. Interior, operating room, night. Acer, mouth cut on his own teeth, rolls to his feet, drawing his gun. He almost plugs the per- plugs the person. Plugs. When was the last time... That someone referred to shooting someone as plugging them. I honestly think the last time I saw that was I used to have this book called The Greatest Batman Stories Ever Told, and there was this one from the 40s. There you go. I think that's the last time I've seen that. Yeah, I think what happened at some point was someone was like, wait, why do we call it plugging? It's quite the opposite. It's exactly the opposite of plugging. <laughs> plugging is what happens after when they go to yeah, the hospital. Yeah, when you stop something from leaking. Right. Yeah. Okay, so he. he- they cacked him. The rabbit cacked him last night. <laughs> uh, he almost plugs the person who runs into the room, but it's Pring. Where'd he go? Acer, rattled, has no answer. Both men jump at a sound that might be a squeaking floor tile. What kind of How might? shitty is this hospital? I know that's right. Damn, the tiles are squeaking. <laughs> Another is sound. Here in a barn? <laughs> now they're spooked. Then a shadow makes them look up. That's one. <laughs> That's one for you, Sean. Spook. <laughs> what? That's one. No, no, Sean. We're not. We're not counting spooks. Oh, no, we're not counting porch monkeys. We're Jigaboos. counting the N word. Just N word. Yeah. Okay. Just the N word. Yeah. All right. Up angle. Cato drops down from the observational gallery. It's an exclamation point. There. <laughs> Wider <laughs> reason. He lands on the operating table with a crash, kicks Acer across the room. Meanwhile, Pring fires at him, misses. Kato whirls, kicks Pring's gun away. But Acer has recut. This music is fantastic for this action scene. <laughs> it's like a John Woo action scene. It actually kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of doves flying in slow motion. <laughs> Kato whirls, kicks Prung- Pring's gun away. But Acer has recovered, and now with all his strength, he charges the base of the big operating light, which swings around and slams Kato down onto the table. Exclamation point again! <laughs> New angle. As Kato lands, stunned, Acer jumps in, yanks the surgical straps taut. Seeing this, Pring does the same thing. Kato blinks, tries to move. He's immobilized. Okay, vegetable. 
Time to make some salad. He go- oh. That's a great line. <laughs> it's kind of great and terrible at the same time. It's, it's, a, it's a great line for, for like a totally different kind of movie. Yeah. Like a shitty 80s action movie. That'd be great. <laughs> but Which is what this is. Well, this It's is, a late 90s, 80s action what, This is what the writer is used to writing is shitty 80s movies, but it's the late 90s. No, he writes amazing 80s movies. Well, but they're... Okay. But they are... You know, cheesy. He created the cliches, and yeah. now he's still living in them. Now he's living by the cliches that he created. Because fuck it, I wrote Die Hard. That's what he, to every every line he writes in this <laughs> should be. He goes, "Fuck it, I wrote Die Hard. <laughs> what are they gonna do?" And then later he changes over to also forty eight hours. Fuck you. <laughs> Sabs every doubt. Yep. <laughs> hey, they are great movies. He grabs the surgical saw, turns it on. Moves forward with it. Hold the table still. Pring obeys. The saw approaches camera and Kato's body. By the way, Kato's there. Kato (laughs) strains to move something, anything. Struggling with the effort, he moves his dick. I don't know. (laughs) He bends one knee. It's still pinned down, but it's flexed. Then the saw grazes his torso. A thin line of blood wells up, and then, end of table, Cato kicks the appliance tray attached. Okay, I'm done. Just lie down. Just take a Cato <laughs> kicks the appliance tray attached to the end of the table. The bolts snap. Acer blinks, releases the surgical saw, which swings on its gimbal. Oh, man, I p- please just come around and cut Pring's face off. <laughs> Acer looks down at his stomach. The surgical tray is there, still... Sticking like a Garfield window decoration. I don't get... Oh, okay. The little yeah, the little suck, sticky ones. Yeah, on, yeah. You know, the, the things that you could put in the back of your right. car to right. that were like signs that said Jim Davis is a total fucking sellout. Baby on board. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Face ashen. Where am I? Face ashen. Acer removes it. His belly is oh, full of instruments. It's full of instruments. There's a trombone and a... <laughs> Before he can even absorb that, harpsichord. He looks up. His oboe. His POV. The surgical saw is swinging around from its own centrifugal force. It comes toward the lens. Acer, quick cut, a very quick cut, as the saw slices the top of his head Stop off. Stop telling us how to fucking shoot and edit. Pring rattled. He backs away from the table. Cato emotionless. He regards the uncontrolled saw now swinging toward him. He watches its progress, waits, and then with all this, all, with all his strength, forces the straps on one arm toward it. Vroom! The saw sli- slices through the strap. It says vroom. Vroom, like a car? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, man, like, like the like noises vroom, Donald man. Trump makes when he sits in a truck in the White House lawn. <laughs> New angle. Terrified, Pring backs away as, one arm freed, Cato rips the other one loose. Like Frankenstein escaping from the lab, suddenly, Cato notices something. Closer. Oops. The saw cut off one of his pinky fingers. Whackity schmackity doo. Back to scene. Cato shrugs. Continues toward Pring. Pring runs through a door. Bolts it. Cato crashes through it. Other side of door. Camera glides along the floor. Finds Pring huddled behind shelves filled with pathology specimens. Hands around a rosary. 
He was crucified, died, he was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. Crash as a shelf is overturned. Preserved organs slide around the floor. Then, Cato's feet enter the shot. Pring looks up, terrified. I, I didn't want to do all those things. It wasn't me. It was Satan. I was weak and he made me do it. Cato grabs him by the clothing. Pulls anywhere, just the knee. Pulls him up to his feet. Pring keeps his eyes screwed shut as he babbles. I don't want to burn in hell, please. Please, I want to go to heaven. Let me go. Please let me go to heaven. Cato swings him out of shot. There's a crash. Pring, new angle. He opens his eyes, looks around. Amazed, he is floating on air. The moon is full and glowing behind him. Stars twinkle. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. He looks up, screams. He now continues upward and smashes into the sidewalk, for the camera is upside down. Now the camera turns right side up, cranes up. Cato stands in the window, printing. Pring crashed through. Now, as alarms ring, Cato disappears. That had the potential to be a really cool scene. I, actually, I, I like the imagery of yeah. him like wake, thinking he was in heaven. And, yeah, but yeah, it was, was just... This was the closest this script has come so far to being something worthy of the of the original. Cut to interior operating room. Lights come up. Badish Sarah and Fields enter with security guards. The guards retch when they see Acer. My God. Kato! <laughs> That's what I told you. But he's under confinement. Waldo? Where are you, Waldo? He's cleaning his pipe. Ah. Uh, shut up with your pipe cleaning. <laughs> oh, my God. Come on, Waldo. You got a line. Oh, my God. Say what the actual line is. <laughs> Hold on. I'm looking for it. He's been not paying any attention this whole time. You're in scene 62. Page 86. 85. No fucking way. No fucking way. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no. Right. He doesn't right. believe that he's on page 86. <laughs> no, because I, I was on I was on page 84, and he said 85. He's on 85. It's 85. Waldo, yeah, Wal- yeah, Waldo's right here. He's uh, running in. Do- so Dr. Baddish is Cato. Yeah. Dr. Baddish, is Cato gone? That's not what he said. He said Cato's actually, gone. Actually, read it. <laughs> oh, all right. You read it wrong. Dr. Baddish, Cato's gone. Why doesn't anyone believe me? <laughs> now a new, different alarm rings. Oh, okay. That's downstairs, the office wing. They rush out. Office wing, night. Baddish, Sarah, Fields, and the others. <laughs> and the rest race down the hall. We follow them into an office. Clarence is there, furious. What's going on here, Baddish? Your parents are taking over the... Your patients are taking over the asylum. Your parents. <laughs> yeah. My God, does fucking Christian want to be fucking uh, be Jack great. so bad. What's he doing in my office? Camera adjusts. Which is supposed to happen before they shoot the scene, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we see Oswald singing, sitting behind that big desk full of Americana. Even without the wide-angle lens, we recognize this room. Oswald. I'm sorry. Oswald, why are you here? 
I am not Oswald. I am Ishmael. Don't tell the president I told you my code name. <laughs> Out. Out. <laughs> All right, Arnold. Get. Get. Out. Get out. 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 Get this idiot out. The guards grab Oswald, who hits the tape deck, playing that patriotic music. You're too late. You summer soldiers and sunshine patriots, you don't have the stomach to make this country great. But there's one man who does. And I and the president have unleashed him. Special Agent Cato, do your duty from sea to shining sea. That's in the script. That is not an ad lib. Does it say to sing off key? You know what? He's in a he's a mental patient. Oh, well, he does his improv. He was trying to make it authentic. Yeah. Sarah and Fields look at each other. Ishmael. Shh. As he's dragged past. Interior hospital night. We got to do a break soon. Julius is being led out of the emergency room by Waldo. Julius's head is bandaged. And you have no idea how you got that bump on your head. Bump? What bump? He feels his head, reacts to the bandages, rushes ah! rushes to a mirror and looks at himself, puzzled. Sorry. Fetterman comes over, taps Julius on the arm. Julius! Cato just flew past the window. Sure he did. He doesn't even look. Outside the glass... Cato makes another colossal leap, this time to the next building. He vanishes. Table Reads will return after this brief word from our sponsors. Here at the Prime Podcast, we're dedicated about broadcasting professionalism. Like, really dedicated. Real quick, I know TJ's had to pee for quite a while. Do you need to take a break? Dude, I'm good. Are you sure? <laughs> so you pissed in your mason jar, is that what you're saying? Just keep going with the show. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you worry about where the bathroom oh, breaks up. I love your dedication. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes for the sake of the show, man. Listen more at theprimepod.com. Ever since the hobbits threw the ring to that stupid volcano... I've needed a new one. I go to rogueintel.com slash Amazon and I order my new processes. Go, go. TableReadsPodcast.com Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lights, camera, action. So the movie's kaput, which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Now, now, back to table reads. 
the Rogue Intel Podcast Network. Rogue Intel Podcast Network. I don't, know, I don't know what that voice was. My precious. Oh, that was bad. Yeah, well, you know, I saw the movie once, so I think it's a pretty good impression considering. I saw the second one once. Saw the first oh, one. Oh, I'm sorry, Jimmy. I don't want to interrupt you from your. You Look, didn't see the cartoon? From your uh, Facebooking or whatever you're doing there. He's playing. I t- love being able to see him now so that we know when he's slacking. He's playing Tetris. Actually, I'm sitting up here trying. I'm, I'm I'm looking at this freaking clock, going, "How much longer before I gotta make dinner?" And I'm trying to distract <laughs> myself from it. And I'm going, "I'm just gonna keep talking with these fuckers until we're over with this thing." But goddamn it, it's it's gonna be a rush after this because of fucking dinner. Well, actually, we only have 11 pages left. Do we? Isn't that correct? Or is it 87 that we're on? Page we're, we're on 88 of 109. So it's like 20 pages, 19 pages. Oh, but, did I uh, say 11? What the fuck is wrong with me? Um, you are bad at math. That's true. So there's the answer to that. <laughs> That's very true. So am I, and it really sucks. It's a whole language. I wish I understood it. <laughs> All right. I feel so, out. <clears throat> yeah. You know, we might be able to get through this, I think. You want to play the cut to? I know I, you love it. I do. Cut to. Interior. Police station. Night. Wyckoff is on the phone, agitated. It's my ass, too. I mean, I know the music doesn't support my emotion, but I'm really mad. There's bodies all over the city. By morning, people are going to be asking for a grand jury. Thud. Wyckoff looks around. Thud. He looks at the wall. It's wiggling. That's the word you're going with? (laughs) (laughs) It's not shimmering or shaking or wiggling. And a wall's wiggling, baby. New angle. The plaster wall crumbles, revealing an air vent, which now peels open with a punch like a sardine can. Ah, <laughs> we'll, we'll go out, see the sights. Cato steps into the room. Back to scene. Oh, boy. Wyckoff pales, drops the phone, runs toward his pistol on the chair, too slowly. Cato blocks his way. So are they going to... Turn this into a whole revamping of the of Ernie Hudson's relationship with Brandon Lee in the first one, where he's friends with the cop. I don't know. Just oh, read. Right. We'll find out, I guess. But I'm I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he is a cop. Yeah. Cato, try to stay calm. You're not in your right mind. You you don't know you don't know who your friends are. Yes, and it's really beginning to bother me. Wyckoff tries to move away. Cato hangs on to him. We see the effort he's putting into trying to think clearly. You. Like the screenwriter. <laughs> <laughs> you you knew our plans that day at the pier. Tonight, you knew where Sarah went. I don't know what you're talking about. Let me get the hospital people over here to help you. I was just calling them. Cato hangs onto his collar, moves to the telephone. He looks at it, trying to remember how it works. Eureka! Down angle. (laughs) He hits the redial button. Okay, look. The button says what it does. That's not a memory. You don't need to remember how to use the phone when it says redial. (laughs) He's remembering how to read, too. (laughs) Hello. He's remembering what redial means, too. Back to scene. Hello. You've reached Biodyne Pharmaceuticals. Our offices are now closed. If you know the extension of the party you want, press... I hate these things. 
new tone. You were on their payroll all along. I don't think that's allowed in a policeman's contract. What are you talking about? What are you going to do about it? You're a fucking lunatic. Every cop in the city is looking for you right now. Nobody's going to believe you. Then I'll make you tell. Bullshit. What are you going to do to me? The Kung Pao brain drain? Will you, will you pull my brain out of my head? I checked. You made that up. It's bullshit. There's no such thing. <laughs> Cato looks at him oddly. Oh, God. There is now. <laughs> That's not a bad line. I don't know why I hate that so much. New angle. <laughs> Over Wyckoff's back. Wham! <laughs> Fucking boy George is there. <laughs> no, George Michael. Wham. George Michael, I'm sorry. God oh. damn it, I fucked that up. Wake me up before, before you go, go. go. <laughs> I want to see the crow wearing... Uh, Glitter. <laughs> High heels. Wearing the... Uh, what, what, what were the, the, what the shirts say? The, uh, there was that age... Choose. Oh, choose the right to vote. No. Yeah, it was. It was a. It what, was a what were the shirts that J- that uh, Wham wore, Jimmy? The show they went. The, the shirts. The, the shirts, shirts that they, they wore. wore in the in the Wake Me Up video. Oh, you're talking about the um, choose life, choose, choose life, life, the yeah. abortion thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wham! With a blinding fast motion, Cato plunges his fingertips up to their knuckles. Which knuckles? They're covered in knuckles. <laughs> Is it just the first knuckle, or is it all the way back? Come on, man. Be clear. Up to their knuckles into Wyckoff's eye sockets. There's a sickening splat. This is really not going to help your case, dude. You are making poor decisions. Wyckoff's body heaves once, falls heavily to the floor, while gray goop drips from Cato's hand. The guy's never seen the inside of an eyeball, apparently. Up angle. Well, not many have, Sean. You can't really... It's a shitty script, I grant you. It's worthy of scorn, yes. But you were really reaching for something to fuck with him about on that one. I've seen the inside of plenty of eyeballs. Jimmy, how many eyeballs have you seen in the insides of in Detroit, where it's hard? Where life is tough? Um, No, but I do remember seeing eyeballs get squished in movies a lot. Are they ever gray on the inside? No, they're usually yellow and white, like an egg. Like eggs? Because they usually are eggs. Yeah, they're just, you know, eggs. They're, they're, they're... Sick. Eyes are eggs. I think that's the big takeaway. <laughs> they're, they're, they're seeing eggs. Seeing eye eggs. Um, eggs you see with. Or, you know, there's plenty of blood vessels in there. Like, it's still okay to have red. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. But gray? Yeah. Um, that's the bottom I don't know. I, would, I just wouldn't have colored the goop at all. Yeah. I just gray goop drips from Kato's hand. Up yeah. angle... As the body falls, the door bangs open and other cops rush in, attracted by the noise. Cato's got a real solid argument here. He he called a pharmacy. So I killed him. (laughs) They look at the bizarre intruder and then their dead superior on the floor. Lead cop. He got promoted just now. Yeah. Actually, he's a cop made out of lead. Freeze! Wider. Cato hand springs to the desk because that looks badass and then leaps straight up into the air, vanishing into the hung ceiling of the room. Then he does a cartwheel (laughs) and says somersaults. (laughs) Ribbon trailing behind him following his shapes. And then he plays hopscotch. (laughs) And that's a hard acrobatic move for me to picture, but yeah, the cops rush forward, firing upward, moving shot. 
Thanks. That's for Kevin Smith. Bouncing ceiling panels show Kato's progress in the crawl space. One step ahead of the bullets. One step ahead of the bullets. <laughs> that now shatter light bulbs that are in the ceiling. What? Create hissing leaks in the vents. There's snakes up in there. <laughs> they do be snakes up in that ceiling. Yeah, you, got, you keep forgetting the doobie. I've never forgotten the doobie. The bullets and the footsteps. <laughs> the bullets and the footsteps create an undulating trail across the ceiling that ends at the wall here with a crash. Cato explodes out of the exterior vent, sailing past a window and then out of sight. I am not getting how this building is constructed. <laughs> The camera arrives at the window with the cops just in time to see Cato, two stories below, land and race out of sight. Finder, close up. Finder, close up. You're lying. God damn it. Sorry to keep you off your phone, Jimmy. Top of page 66. Top of page 90, scene 66. God, if we were only on page 66. Fire dying. Yeah, I if know. If we were on page 66, that would suck. I would just. Biodyne. Yeah, I know it. Camera widens. Finder is walking along pers- purposefully with Cato. It's on the other side of town. Then why are we going to the wrong? Why are we going the wrong way? I'm kind of in a hurry. Relax, you'll get there. But remember how it works. You got to give me that first. That money. Give me the loot. The loot, nigga. And saying this, Finder reaches out turns Cato around. New angle, revealing that Finder has positioned Cato in front of another ATM. Oh, right. Money. He tenses, <laughs> thinks, smiles, and goes over to Finder and rips his pockets out. <laughs> there. Funny. That's real funny. Something distracts Finder. Actually kind of was. He moves toward an audio-video store. Oh, my goodness. Where some silent television screens play out the 11 o'clock news. We see... Jesus Christ. I was just going to say, man. (laughs) What? Dial a cliche, what he just said. I didn't make out what he said. Okay. We see clips of of the hospital and the police station, the safe house, a file photo of Cato, the words, escaped lunatic, because that's what they would put on the screen... Escaped lunatic. <laughs> they would. They wouldn't even do that in a Looney Tunes cartoon. <laughs> Back to scene. Shit. Oh, you saw a man kick through a fucking ATM, but now that someone's labeled him a lunatic, you're worried about being with him. <laughs> he goes to the window, presses his ear against it. A second or two is enough. Jesus, man! Every cop in the city's looking for you. I don't need this. You're on your own, Jack. Uh, Weave me a basket of something. I'm out of here. He disappears in the shadows because he's black. But Finder, how will I get to Biodyne? I don't give a fuck. Take a goddamn bus, motherfucker. <laughs> Take a bus. Take a bus. All like right. It, it occurs to him. Now we get into the speed section yeah. of our movie. Cut to interior Byron's office. Biodyne. Night. Widened from the television here, showing the same news report. Officer Cato was retired two years ago. Too much, too much. What? It's hard to understand. Is it? Yeah, that megaphone, yeah. It's not a megaphone. It's a mug. It's a mug. It's a a mug-a-phone. 
Officer Cato was retired two years ago when he received massive brain injuries in the line of duty. But tonight, with a San Francisco police captain among the dead, it may be the department's duty to bring down one of their own. So far, there is no pattern to his killings, and police are not sure of his whereabouts. Camera adjusts. We see Byron opening a safe in his office wall. Terrell is nearby, loading an Uzi. Quinn and Baker are with him. Yeah, Jimmy, that's you. Sorry, my brother just walked past the window. I thought it was somebody else. All right. I thought it was we'll going be ready. I've dealt- we'll be ready. I know where he's going. He's going to come here. We'll be ready. A double security outside. Rina cops. Useless. He takes stacks of cash and bonds from the safe. Puts them in a valise. Picks up the phone. I want the helicopter here in 15 minutes. Have the jets standing by at the airport. Cut two. The jets? Really? The whole team? The jet. He said jets. He said jet standing. Jet standing. It it runs together and sounds like jets. Come on, man. Maybe it does. There's so much shitty stuff to make fun of in here. He said jets. Well, you know, maybe Byron needs to be on more than one jet. (laughs) Byron on the jets. Cut to. Byron clearly can't talk too well anyway. Interior Sarah's car. (laughs) Night. She's driving, looking out at the streets. All vehicles, we have a positive ID. John Cato, seen in the vicinity of Municipal Garage. (laughs) <laughs> Sarah throws her wheel over Hits the gas Sarah turns She turns <laughs> Cut to Exterior Biodyne building Night A security sergeant Because they have ranks now mm. Is is briefing his men Walk around despondently With a <laughs> flashlight If you Don't see something Shout <laughs> The dark streets that converge in the distance are mostly empty. Only distant headlights disturb the calm. As the sergeant briefs his men, camera moves up and down the ranks with him. It's a possibility that this suspect is en route to Biodyne at this moment. He's already killed five people, four of them Biodyne employees. He should be considered armed and dangerous, and you are authorized to use deadly force. Now, we don't have a photograph, but these should suffice. He raises his voice a little because a diesel rumble from somewhere nearby is approaching. Not at all ominous. Now he passes out Xeroxes of an artist's sketch of Cato. As you can see, the man is some sort of escaped mental patient. <laughs> because we've you can drawn see that. Because we've drawn spirals in his eyes in this sketch. <laughs> Fucking rent a cops. <laughs> Fucking rent a cops. <laughs> Camera holds on one particular not-too-bright-looking guard. He's a security guard. You can just say security guard. Just say guard, yeah. Who stares carefully at the picture, trying to memorize it. (laughs) He makes notes on the edge of the picture. What are you making notes of? Like, he has a nose. (laughs) He's still wearing hospital clothing and has a prominent scar on his face. At At 6'2", 180 pounds, he should be easy enough to spot. Hospital clothing, scar, six foot... Holy fucking shit! The sergeant looks at him, startled, and then sees the guard's eyes looking off, wide. The sergeant turns, also looks. A bus, which is the center of... The- <laughs> I, wish, I wish the audience listening could see the way that that's typed out. A bus, 
<laughs> which is the so- well, they can see it if yes. they download it from if the scripts page it. at tablereadspodcast.com. Just go to scripts, scroll to the we bottom. Need to, we need to get better at reminding people at the beginning of the show that they can read along. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a bus, which is the source of the sound that has been approaching all along. It is empty except for the driver. Can you guess who? It's Cato. Now he violently turns the wheel. Wider. All the guards scatter. I think one guy should still be there taking notes. Yeah. Greyhound. <laughs> all the guards scatter. The bus bounces over the curb and crashes into the Biodyne lobby. Lobby. Continued. The guard station and newsstand turn into toothpicks. The bus keeps going right through a wall into interior lobby office light. The office, in fact, of the AAA driving school. Safe, sane, and secure. The bus stops and Cato gets out. Get it? Because he's insane and it's clearly not safe or secure. It's because he was driving and oh boy, this is funny. It'd be cool if that was like an Easter egg you saw later. The bus stops and Cato gets out, pauses to carefully close the bus door. Oh, that's funny, too. (laughs) (laughs) Cut to interior Byron's office night. The vibration of the impact is felt here. Not the wiggling. It's not the wiggling of the impact. No. No. The vibration. Walls wiggle. An earthquake? That was a really good Colin Quinn impression, by the way. (laughs) No. Him. Stop him, Tyrell. This is Tyrell. Shut down all the elevators now. If he takes the stairs, he'll have to come through the mezzanine. Cut him off there. Quinn nods, rushes out. You're with me. To Baker. Yeah. They start for the door. Tyrell pauses, looks back at Byron. This is going to cost you. I can afford it. We'll see. Interior. Hospital. Day room. Tight on TV. Night. Not confusing at all. (laughs) More words. (laughs) Widen as new remote depicts the scene at Biodyne. Authorities have not confirmed reports that John Cato is inside the building behind me, but the presence of a police SWAT team seems to indicate that the reports are true. Julius, Fetterman, and Oswald exchange looks. Cut to exterior, Biodyne building, night. Police cars and vehicles begin pulling up. SWAT officers are putting on flak jackets, checking ammo. Pan back as Sarah pulls up in her car. A cop starts to block her way. She shows her badge, pushes the man out of her way, goes into the building. Cut to interior, Biodyne, mezzanine, night. Cato is coming up the mezzanine staircase. Up angle. Quinn suddenly appears above, grinning. He fires an Uzi. Cato with an annoyed look. He grabs the handrail. Oh, God. Why? (laughs) He grabs the handrail. Did you sleep at all last night, or is this just a really bad script? (laughs) I have to do all the reading. Yeah. It's the the reading that does it. You want me to take over? No. Cato with an annoyed look. He grabs the handrail with both hands, breaks it off, rams it forward. Back to scene! Quinn gets stabbed with the end of the handrail. He falls off the steps, still impaled, dangles for a moment before the railing snaps, and he falls to his death. One less character to read. Mm -hmm. Cato, expressionless, he continues upward. 
Interior. Upper floor. Night. You forgot to say cut two. Cut two. Terrell is moving along with Baker. Quinn, I heard shots. Come in. Quinn. Quinn. He looks at Baker, who cocks his weapon. They go down a stairwell. Interior. Byron's office. Night. Sorry, Slade. A secret wall snickers down. What is that word? Snickers. The wall is laughing under its breath. <laughs> a secret wall. Sn- oh, because I guess maybe it makes a snick noise. Snick. <sighs> I don't know. A secret wall oh, snickers down. Inside, connected to life support equipment, is a newer high-tech version of that box. Uh, <laughs> for those of you who don't remember, during episode or part one of this script, uh, that whole big 80s sequence, there was a box that someone made cooing noises at. They were implying there was something alive inside, and we don't know what. Yeah, that was the, um, the uh, what is it, MacGuffin? Yeah, I guess. Or it was thought to be at the time. Byron takes it out. My little gold mine, come to papa. He takes the box out. Noises of pain inside. What? You've okay. been good to daddy, haven't you? All these wonderful things from your blood, your fluids, your marrow. Now daddy's going to reward you. He looks off in the distance. Approaching helicopter. His POV. Lights blinking on a beeline for this tower. Back to scene. We're going for a little ride. He starts toward the stairs to the roof. Cut to... Upper floor, night. (laughs) A SWAT team comes carefully out of the service stairwell, takes up position in a shadowed alcove. The SWAT sniper adjusts his rifle on a tripod while the SWAT team leader looks at the plans of the building. All right, he's still heading up. Okay, with the elevators down, he has to pass... Pointing. Right through that gallery. The sniper adjusts his aim, looks through the night sight. My mother that makes this shot. No, no, all your characters sound the same. I'm going with the new guy. <laughs> My mother could make this shot. Cut to interior animal lab, night. Disturbed by the noise and chaos of the evening, the animals are agitated, jumpy. Cato moves along in the darkness here. Suddenly, he stops. Am I bird? Cato, through the bars of the chimp cage. With the moonlight coming in from outside, it's almost a match to his own earlier imprisonment in the padded cell. Except this is a cage, and not a padded cell at all. He looks into the chimp's eyes and sees something painfully familiar. Back to scene. Oh, God. Is this... The Crow sequel is also a prequel to Planet of the Apes. (laughs) That'd be rad, actually. Face tightening, Cato suddenly reaches out and snaps the lock of the cage. The chimp scrambles out and then jumps on him and twists his head around backwards because chimps are fucking mean. Meanwhile, Cato moves down the row of cages, snapping off another lock, then another. Just those three. The floor, down angle. As rabbits, dogs, mice, and other creatures with whatever... uh, Seahorses... <laughs> Snake snails scurry away in the darkness. Door to animal lab. Night. Terrell and Baker come in, guns ready. Baker suddenly jumps as something brushes his head, but it is only a bird. They look. But it ac- is only a bird. <laughs> 
They look around the room. Their POV. Movement everywhere from the scaring animals. Oh, man. Is he trying to describe a shot? There's movement everywhere. Like, everything in the shot is moving. There's, you know, movement. From the skittering animals, there's movement. Take that side. They split up. Both men intercut, moving down parallel aisles, jumping every time something moves or squeaks. Hearing a creak, Baker whirls. But it's only the open door of the chimp cage, swaying. I want you guys to remember that this guy's been throwing cigarettes at that chimp. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. So there's going to be some comeuppance, I think. But ah, then, I knew that winning throat. But yeah. then something large vaults a table. Baker fires a burst from his Uzi. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, what happened to Baker fire, fires a burst from his Uzi. Down angle. A dog lands at his feet. Dies horribly. <laughs> Where was this guy up. during Cujo? Jesus. Ah, man. Back to scene. Baker. Fuck. I don't know who Baker is, but... But apparently Wham is back. Who gives a shit? Wham! (laughs) Suddenly, Kato's hands lunge out from behind the open... From out of the dog! (laughs) 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 Suddenly, Kato's hands lunge out from behind the open cage door. He grabs Baker's elbows. (laughs) What? (laughs) That's not the fucking fulcrum of the body. (laughs) (laughs) Quick, attack his elbows! (laughs) He grabs Baker's elbows, yanks them back violently. There's a snap as both his arms break as they're forced backwards through the bars. Baker screams, crucified to the cage door. Not what a crucifixion is. Which now swings back and forth violently as he struggles. Terrell has run forward. The moment he heard the shots. He comes around the corner, sees Cato, fires his Uzi. Oh, I don't have to do that again. No. Cato dives for cover, ducking and rolling like there's a nuke outside. Disappears behind a cabinet. Terrell keeps firing, blasting the cabinet into kindling. Why are these cabinets made of wood? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it's an office. I picture those big metal ones, right? Right. Right, am I alone in this? A lot of creaky woody shit, you know? A lot of creaky woody shit in this film. Yeah, there was a... The, the hospital floorboards were the, like... There was a, a guard booth that turned into toothpicks yeah. not so long ago. And, you know, I just skipped over like that should be made out of like sheet metal and glass. He was sitting there and they were like, listen, we want to write you... The, we want you to write The Crow 3. He's like, I got a great script about wood. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, look, if you do a serviceable job with The Crow 3, we'll let you do your wood. And he's like, no, I'm just going to fuck it all up. Just like... James Cameron. Right now, this guy's trying to write a Groot solo movie. <laughs> that would be entertaining. Uh, Baker, through his pain. Kindling. Kindling. Baker, through his pain, has the presence of mind to see that the door he is pinned to is still swinging and is about to swing him into the line of fire. Terrell, stop shooting! Terrell, no! <laughs> Pee-wee Herman. <laughs> Too late. He's riddled with bullets. Twitches dies. Terrell rushes forward, sees Baker's body, moves behind ah. the moves behind the cabinet and discovers Cato on the floor, one arm wounded and hanging useless, trying to clear his eyes of blood. This time I'll do it right. He aims the Uzi at point blank range. New angle. 
Suddenly, the lab chimp leaps on top of Terrell, attacking him. Terrell screams, topples backwards ah! onto a table. Thank you, Jimmy. Howling, the chimp tears at his face. Terrell rolls over and over, finally gets both hands on the animal, flings it violently against the wall. It falls to the floor, still. Face torn and bleeding, Terrell remembers Kato, turns, I'm calling bullshit on the fact of <laughs> this guy beating a chimp in hand-to-hand combat. Unless he shot that chimp, that dude's getting his fucking shit fucked up. It could be a, a, a juvenile, though. It didn't say it was a baby chimp. It said chimp. Well, they're, they're, they're usually ones they put in the movies. They, they can't work with the adults. Yeah. But, you know. K.O., other end of the room, Terrell's POV. He's gotten to his feet, cleared his vision, and he's coming this way. It was appropriate. You always have that one ready. Back to scene. Terrell remembers his gun. Oh, hey. <laughs> Sorry, this is getting really bad. <laughs> that means that it's like that shot in open water where he just sort of looks up at the sky and then they do a flash of his gun in his hand and then he looks back down at his hand and goes, oh. That's how I'm picturing that playing out. That's really funny in my head, actually. I didn't see open water. Oh, there's literally a scene where this guy uh, finds a couple of life jackets under the uh, bench on the boat after they've come back in, and he goes... He looks up to the sky. Like, yeah, he literally does that, mm-hmm. and that's how he remembers, like, oh, there's two people that we left out there to be eaten by sharks. <laughs> oh, my God. It is the What's worst movie. That happened. That happens sometimes. That's and, that. Uh, it's based on a true story. In yeah, a way but Jimmy, Jimmy, happened. Jimmy, 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 you're missing the point of the way the guy looked up at the sky. Yeah. To remember, any other movie would have just showed those things and had the guy like looking at them, not going. Oh, wasn't it Dirk Gently's holistic? Tech- but 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 to, but to the to, but to the credit of the director, that was an actual real life person that takes people on those cruises instead of just an actor. Oh, well, see, there's your problem. Maybe for your movie, you should hire actors. Mm. I don't know. Is that a wild idea? No. Hiring actors? No, what you got to do is you no. got to... Well, no, gotta, but I did get I did get the point that there was like real crews and stuff. I, I got I like that. Actors are overrated. What you, you know got to do, what Jimmy, you got to do is get a kid when he's six and film him for 12 years. That's how you get a fucking hit. Jimmy, Sometimes those non-actors are good, but they'll look right into the camera. Yep. Jimmy, look... I could get behind your argument if that movie wasn't a steaming pile of shit. But it is a steaming pile of shit, so that guy made the wrong fucking choice. And that is why... You're so pretentious, motherfucker. That was a good movie. It you was fucking not- make a movie with two. You make a movie with two people in a, in a fucking pages. ocean with real sharks. Ten pages. That's all we got. Come on. Yeah, we're going to finish this, this episode. <laughs> we're going to take this episode into overtime. Might be a little overtime on this one, guys. Um, 99. Yeah. I can't believe Jimmy's sitting here defending open water, though. You need to watch open water so that you can get on my side and rip Jimmy you gotta apart remember, on dude, Touche El Duche. If the, if, but here's the thing. If you're saying that the movie's a bad movie and then I should watch it because... Here's the thing. I like bad movies. It's not that kind of bad movie. Okay. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a bad movie. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a movie about two people stuck in the water. And, and as far as I'm concerned, those actors did a damn good job. And whoever wrangled those sharks did a really good fucking job. And the director did a good job it was a tough movie to make it was i'll watch it yeah i'll watch anything i just left going why did i just do that why that's how i felt about igby and still do 
That's how I feel about every conversation I have with you. Let's read the script. Ten minutes. (laughs) Ten pages. Let's see if we can do it. Uh, He's coming this way. Oh, Terrell remembers his gun. Looks around. His gun on the floor. Tilts up. It's between Terrell and Cato. Oh, man. I've never seen that in a movie before. (laughs) (laughs) Both men intercut. They race toward each other. There's a moment of suspense. The only one in the movie. I mean, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you had to point it out, though, you know. But it's only a moment because the gun is much closer to Terrell. <laughs> but it's only a moment. The movie's going to be over any minute now. <laughs> With a grin, he snatches it up, slams a new <laughs> clip inside, aims. You should have stayed dead the first time, like your wife. Oh. Cato. The words stab at something inside of him. You gonna take that, Kato? With an inhuman karate scream, he leaps. Kia! It is the most incredible martial arts leap ever seen. Oh okay, God. now he needs. Now he needs his ass. Kato. Yeah, Jesus Christ, Brandon <laughs> now, now Lee, he's, now, now he's Bruce Lee's Bruce son. Lee. He's yes, sitting on Bruce Brandon. And, Fuck and you, dude. Fucking dog clawed bad damn. He's sitting yeah. on everybody. Fuck you. He sails through the air, one leg extended, keeps coming and coming and coming. We get it. It's coming. Terrell fires. Too late. See, right now, I'm just hoping that the next line is Cato kicks the bullets out of the air as he continues flying toward him. Uh, a bullet wings Cato's trailing foot, but then the kick drives home deep. It, it, it said it fired too late. That's why I did it then, because it I wasn't mean, yeah, timely. You should get the, the, the deep kick. Ten pages, the- Trevor. I pushed one button. You guys talked for five minutes. You're not helping, though. Are, are we helping? And then the kick are any of us helping? drives home deep, impossibly deep, into Terrell's midsection. Something snaps. Sounds like everything. <laughs> Terrell, new angle. The, the reader. He's thrown against the wall with the same impact he'd have if he'd been hit by a truck. His eyes roll up. He slides sideways on the wall, and we see his spine sticking out of his back, broken. I mean, if it's sticking out of his back, do you need to say broken? Well, they want to show the snap part. He slides to the floor, dead, leaving the wall slick and wet. It would be so much better if he wasn't dead. (laughs) If he was just laying there like... Just, just bitching at him. Just wait till I get my gun. Get my gun, motherfucker. And then we just like come back like 10 minutes later in the movie and he's still just like. Cato looks down at him. Then, one arm useless, one leg dragging, he continues his journey. I, th- I think they're just going to kill off Cato. He's going to get his revenge or whatever and then he's going to die. Cut to. Exterior, Biodyne building, roof, night. Oh, showdown on the roof. Yep. Never seen that before. Nope. Carrying that box, Byron comes out on the roof. That that box is the cheesiest fucking thing. <laughs> it's such a yeah. It's an- a beam of light hits him. Camera adjusts to show his helicopter as it lands. Smiling, he moves forward. Sarah, somewhere in the building. Anywhere's fine. Remember Sarah? <laughs> she starts around a corner, draws back. More SWAT troopers move past her. 
When they're gone, she continues on, as you do. Cut to... Cato, foot-dragging, moving slowly along. He has reached the gallery that leads to the penthouse. The sniper team in the alcove. Trevor, I think you were the SWAT leader. Wait! Wait! No, it's wait. 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 Yeah. We tighten on the sniper. Sniper's POV. Kato steps right into the crosshairs of the green night vision shot. Then, bang! The sniper howls as his sniper scope explodes. He drops the twisted weapon, hands bleeding, looks off at Sarah behind a pillar. She has fired the shot. Now she ducks out of view as the SWAT team bullets seek her out. How about as the SWAT team shoots at her? As their bullets seek her out. Like bullets tiptoeing around a corner. (laughs) Kato realizing what's happened. He doesn't waste time. He rushes toward the penthouse doors. screenwriter on the other hand. Locked. He rips them out of the doorframe. Goes inside. Penthouse floor. Night. Kato moves past the display of medical equipment. Reaches the open doors of Byron's office. Empty. No. No. He circles the big room, desperate. No! (laughs) Yes. Roar of a motor. Kato turns. A helicopter descends into view. Hovers just outside the glass of the penthouse. Hey, do you see how it mirrors earlier? <laughs> a movie. With the, the <laughs> helicopter shot up his wedding. Yeah. Do you guys you, remember that? Guys and remember this that? is the same thing. <laughs> it's like synergy. Cut to the chopper. Um, in the chopper, the pilot shouts over the sound of the motor. The jet is waiting at the airport. It could wait one more minute. Byron takes an M16 from a bracket on the wall, slides open the window of his side of the chopper, aims, fires. Penthouse floor. By the way, that was clearly an AK-17. I'm sorry, Sean. You should be. AK-47, I meant, not 17. I'll push the AK-47 button next time. Uh, Jesus. Penthouse floor. The bullets shatter the glass. Seek Kato. The bullets shatter the glass. Seek Kato out. He dives for cover behind the equipment. Glass showers on him. Ricochets bounce everywhere. In the chopper. Circle around. We'll get them from the other side. The craft leans. Kato. He's been hit again. In the side. He crawls to a new position, but now the chopper has moved and bullets find him there. Two. He leaps. An MMR. Okay, Kato lands behind the vaccine, bleeding from dozens of glass cuts. Because remember, it's an MMR, not an MRI. Right. His mind races. It's so, so hard to think. He decides to vote for Trump. (laughs) Then he sees MMR, warning label. Warning, this machine creates an intense magnetic field. Use only in shielded areas. Back to scene. Kato reaches out, turns it on. The motor whines. Like me. I don't want to go to the movies. The control panel lights. Kato's hair stands on end. This guy's clearly been in the room with a fucking MRI before. (laughs) 
Rat tat tat. Byron's bullets chase Cato again. Dodging them, Cato moves from machine after machine, turns them all on, takes cover behind a pillar. As bullets ping into the plaster, sorry, wrong one. The metal buckles on Cato's straitjacket. The metal buckles on Cato's straitjacket snap off one by one. An MMR machine. <laughs> humming, humming, glowing, the buckles fly onto it. Byron, in the chopper, aims more carefully this time. Cato, through the sights, right in the crosshairs. Then, the chopper jerks with a frightening whine from the motor. Hold it steady! I can't! Something's wrong! Fucking asshole! The craft, <laughs> the craft tilts alarmingly. The pilot fights for control, looks at his dashboard. So, I'm sorry, the, the MRI machine sucks the helicopter into the room with magnetism? Is that what we're going with? <laughs> I don't think that's oh what he's God, trying don't, to do. Don't, don't beat us there. <laughs> the craft tilts alarmingly. The pilot fights for control, looks at his dashboard. Copper dash, his POV. The dials spin, then explode. Because they're dials and they explode. Back to scene. Byron and the pilot react as the chopper is pulled toward the building. You don't think that's what they're going for, Trevor? <laughs> that's a hell of a magnet. I'm saying, man, that's one. <laughs> fucking. Never mind. Junkyards don't have magnets that strong. <laughs> Never mind that the fucking helicopter weighs more than the MRI machine. Yeah. Shouldn't it be fucking <laughs> the going towards the helicopter? Yeah. Not the other way around? <laughs> that is some. That's some harsh. And, shit. and that's, the MR, the MMR machine, not MRI. The MMR machine is probably like bolted to the wall or something. And, and and that's just assuming that the fucking magnets are powerful enough to reach outside the building. I mean, come the fuck on! God, there's no you liquid know, on that. You gotta blame Spielberg. He blew up a <laughs> shark with an oxygen tank. After that, people were like, "We can do anything at the end of a flick as long as people go, damn." Yeah, but no, know. that made sense though. No, no it didn't, didn't because no, it you didn't. couldn't you couldn't shoot an oxygen tank and have it blow up. That wouldn't happen. That just wouldn't happen. The oxygen tank would go flying everywhere like it did in other movies before yeah. that movie. We saw oxygen tanks get punctured and go flying all around. Places. That's why the movie ends two minutes later. It ends before you can go. Wait a minute, that would never happen. Doesn't he shoot it with a flare yeah. gun? Yeah. Yeah. He shoots it with a rifle. Yeah. The flare, it's oxygen. Oxygen is extremely flammable. But it wouldn't explode no, they, the whole they, fucking they already, shark. They, yeah, they already did this on, what was your, Mythbusters yeah. show? I hate that show, yeah. but they already... How can you hate that. Mythbusters? God, you are such a terrible human being. You, Energy... You know Maybe I don't like two fucking red-headed twins teaching me nerd shit. Okay? Maybe I don't. Maybe it's not my thing. I'm sorry. Well, there's also an Asian and a lady and, a, and another white guy. Yeah, well, I, I, I did like fucking Penn and Teller show. You going to shit on me for that? No. No, because he liked it too, see? Five pages, guys. You shut up. I don't like you. <laughs> it's your... <laughs> now is not the time the to break up, guys. I we, know we got... what's in the box. What's in the box? Aw, your... uh, what's in the box? Oh, wait. You know, this would be redeemed if the, the yeah. creature in there was Gwyneth Paltrow's head yes. all along. Absolutely. Interior penthouse night. Model shot. Energy darts from one machine to another. Ceiling fixtures explode. The hall of glass shatters as the helicopter is pulled completely inside the building. Sparks rise from the chopper's skids. That's the word. The jumpy-on-y foot thing that the helicopter lands on. They're called skids. Mm. Thank you, uh, 
D'Souza, Stephen E. D'Souza. Sparks rise from the chopper's skids as it's as it slides across the floor, overturning desks and chairs, its rotor blades still spinning inches below the ceiling. Side angle. The chopper crunches into the row of MMRs, stops, its rotors still spinning. The dazed pilot looks up, sees Kato approaching, tries to draw his pistol. Kato yanks him out of the doorway, raises him in the air. We hear the off-screen thwack of the rotor blades hitting the man. Blood splatters. Then Kato discards the dead meat. Moves around to the other side of the chopper. That's something else very 90s, too. Yeah. Dead meat. He's trying to get all hardcore with his direction all of a sudden. Speaking of Spielberg, guy getting chopped up by propellers. Yeah. That was Landis. No, dude. Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yeah, but in real life, Landis did it in the Twilight Zone. Yeah, the Twilight Zone movie that we'll never get to see. Yeah, but we're talking about movies. We're not talking about, you know, some poor fucking Vietnamese people and... Sean, get to the chopper. It was in the movie. Vic Morrow died. Anyway, <laughs> um, I was trying to go back to your thing about Spielberg inspiring this movie. The day's pilot looks up. You shut up. You don't read. The day's pilot looks up, sees Kato. No, I already did that. You're stupid. Byron stunned by the crash. Byron stunned by the crash into the building. He looks up in time to see Kato's fist smash through the glass. Kato drags Byron through the broken window by his ankle. Wait. I'm, maybe he's laying down. I just can't picture him like punching through and reaching down and grabbing his ankle. Screaming, Byron grabs onto the m- mysterious case for a handhold, but only succeeds in pulling it out of the chopper with him. Wider. The box falls onto the long conference table. Oh my god, are we going to see what's in it? Kato holds Byron by the shirt front peers into his eyes yes yes i remember you please don't don't i remember my friends better and what you did to them my turn he pins byron's arms under his own damaged one snaps it with his good arm this is for gomez Kato hooks Byron's leg. <laughs> and this would, is for Wednesday. <laughs> I would love if at this point he just started mentioning a whole bunch of names that we <laughs> that never, never saw in the script. script. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kato hooks Byron's leg with his foot, puts it on a table, breaks it with his elbow. This is for Rossi. Byron screams with each blow. This is for me. Those are the only two guys I liked on the force. Everybody else, fuck them. <laughs> Including my wife. Mm-hmm. Don't even mention her. Cato, close. Something snaps inside him. He screams. Grabs Byron by the throat. Squeezes. Byron struggles. Twitches. Choking. Then Cato turns. Throws him. Byron slides the length of the long conference table. Right into that box. The metal mesh breaks with the impact and Byron's head goes inside the box. We hear the sound of something alive, raging, snarling. Cato, or uh, Byron screams, jerks spasmodically, dies. Cato looks at this and then, hearing a sizzle, turns to see the chopper. Fuel is leaking. Forming a puddle that is spreading toward a sparking wire under the engine. Back to scene. Kato whirls, dives into a CAT scan machine. 
Oh my god. <laughs> oh May my as well be god. diving into a refrigerator. I literally thought you were making that up until I saw it. Penthouse floor, model shot. The chopper explodes. Oh, Outside the building, the police react. Oh, hey, look at that. Mm. Inside the building, penthouse floor. Fires rage all over the floor. A figure appears in the doorway. It's Sarah. She moves through the room, sees bloody footprints leading to the CAT scan. He jumped to it. He didn't walk to it. They were clear about that. Again, one fucking page a day, maybe a line. Sees bloody footprints leading to the CAT scan. Looks inside it. It's empty. Sarah looks around, sees the stairs to the roof, heads towards them. Because that's how you escape a building. You go up to the roof. Obviously, always. That, that last sentence of direction, I think, might be the first line of direction that's actually written the way a line of direction should be written. Looks around, sees the stairs, heads to the roof. Done. Not the camera changes to another angle. Yeah. And then none of that. Cut to interior building, stairwell, night. SWAT officers rush upward. Cut to interior. Uh, no, not interior, not exterior, just biodyne, roof, yeah. night. Sarah comes out on the roof. Smoke drifts up from the burning floor below. She looks around, sees Cato, her POV, tearing on the edge. Back to scene. Sarah moves toward him slowly. Wait, uh, Cato? He looks down. His feet are on the edge of the building. Oh, my God. He's looking at the street. Jump. Jump. Spotlights pan them from below. No, they don't. (laughs) (laughs) No, they fucking don't. Looking for the Batman. Uh, Do you think I'd feel it? From this height, I should feel something. Kato, no. Please. Don't. Dr. Badish said I could feel any... I could feel any pain anymore. What the? F- it should be couldn't. Sorry. Dr. Baddish said I couldn't feel any pain anymore. She was right. I didn't feel this. He indicates his various wounds. Sarah's eyes widen at the carnage that she obviously couldn't see until he pointed it out. This fucking script. Or this. He whips out his dick. <laughs> but now I... He turns face showing more emotion than we've seen since he was hospitalized in this whole script <laughs> i i'm starting to remember this the movie's almost over sorry i'm starting to remember and i, I think i'm gonna feel pain a different kind of pain i I don't think I can take... I don't think I can take this fucking dialogue! He moves toward the edge. She grabs him. Jump! No, Kato, please, don't do this. Let me help you. Let me jump with you. (laughs) I can't take any more. I can't. Sarah cups his face, tears in her eyes. Let it go, baby. Let it go. It's okay. I understand. I understand. (laughs) He reaches out, touches her tears, shudder. Oh, God. I remember. Anne. Anne. 
He sinks to his knees, <laughs> crying. Sarah pulls him away from the edge. Hold- I really want to get through this. Can you quiet I'm, I'm crying for real. <laughs> crying in character. Sarah pulls him away from the edge, holds him like a child. <laughs> Shh. It's okay. Everything's going to be okay now. You're back, Kato. You're back. You do. You'll be totally okay. I mean, you just murdered the police chief in front of like all these cops. Yeah. Suddenly, Shunt. lights flash on them. Jimmy's right, though. You do sound like Stuart from Mad TV. <laughs> Sarah looks up. Roof, her point of view. The SWAT team has arrived. Officer Weller, step back from the suspect. Step back from the suspect now. Why? So you can kill him? He's killed a dozen people, Weller. A dozen criminals? Move back! No! <laughs> That's your defiant, Sarah. Yeah. Your defiant Jim Gaffigan audience member. <laughs> I want my money back! <laughs> she stands, deliberately blocking their shot at Cato. He's my partner. So fuck off! <laughs> it actually says that. <laughs> Wider. The SWAT team leader looks at his men. Signals. They all raise their rifles. Oh, sorry. I'm counting to three. One. Two. All the weapons are cocked. Two and a half. Sorry. He doesn't finish the word because suddenly a helicopter swoops low over the roof, making them all dive for cover. Up angle. It's a medevac helicopter with hospital markings. Now a ladder is thrown down. Sarah looks at the momentarily confused cops, grabs a rung. Come on! They climb up. SWAT team, resume. They come to their senses, start firing. The chopper rises, turns, moves out of range. Inside the chopper, at the controls is Fetterman, Wearing his 1950s flight jacket. That one we know so much about. In the co-pilot's seat is Julius. Hi, welcome aboard. I'm delighted to meet you. Camera adjusts to reveal Oswald in the back of the chopper. Congratulations, Agent Cato. Your mission was a complete success. Was it? The president and I are proud. Proud. (laughs) Proud. (laughs) Jesus, Sean. Sarah and Cato react. Look at each other. (laughs) Officer Weller, your support was sterling. Tell me, have you ever considered working for the White House? Sarah looks at Cato, who slowly smiles. Sarah laughs. Dare we say it? Uh, Insanely. uh, (laughs) What the hell? Mm. Why not? Sean, I think this is what you mean to be doing. (laughs) That's a maniacal laugh, and you can do better. Damn you. Oswald smiles, signals Julius. He pops a tape into the cassette player. (laughs) Helicopter, dawn. As the patriotic music plays, Sarah flies off with three lunatics and her broken but incorruptible hero. A moment later... The crow rises into shot, follows the helicopter towards the rising sun. The End
kudos to them for not, you know, for at least trying something different. But, god damn it. That was just... Well, at least he didn't put on the makeup. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, you know what? They If they could tighten it up a little bit, but there were certain things I liked. I liked that Ishmael was was um, Oswald and that they were kind of like plants inside the... Uh, him and Julius like plants inside the insane asylum thing. What do you and mean plants? Really, no, he literally Ish- was insane. Yeah. Well, yeah, but wasn't Ishmael the guy that you couldn't see because he was in the shadows? Yeah, but... But it then wasn't Oswald real. Was him, wasn't it? Yeah, he wasn't really a, a government agent, though. He just thought he was because he's insane. So that's what he's doing now. So he's yeah. taking him, flying him away somewhere as an insane guy. Yeah, they just stole the fucking hospital's helicopter and saved the day. And I'm almost positive, just to uh, put to bed something we said earlier. I'm pretty sure this is not the same Sarah because they said her last name was Weller, and one of my mortal enemies. Is his last name is Weller. It has been my whole life. So if her name was Sarah Weller in the other movies, I, I would have known it up. about she it. She just doesn't have a last name. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I think that's a cop out. It's just Sarah is the only credited I mean, name she has. You can totally look her up. She's got she, her name will be on Wikipedia. Jimmy, J- Jimmy. No, I'm doing that right now, and it just yeah. says Sarah. She doesn't have a she last, name. Have last name. Yeah. She doesn't have one. Yeah. So they'll they'll go right to IMDb to look for her shit. That's what Wikipedia will do. But not but in ninety seven they didn't know they didn't have IMDb. So this guy, yeah, I don't think it's the same character at all. I mean, there was nothing about her that seemed. Yeah, like she never once said, you know this. This reminds me of the other two times somebody died and came back to life, and a crow was following them around. And- yeah. Uh. And at, at no point in the second movie did she say, man, you know, all this makes me seem like, it makes me feel like I should be a cop. I'm yeah. going to go be a cop. Yeah. There was no reference to the Although, wings tattooed on her back. Officer uh, Albrecht was a positive yeah, role I mean, model. She could have yeah, been. Yeah, he, he was. He, he, I mean, she totally. He was like the only person that gave yeah. a fuck about her. After, you know, Eric, after, after uh, Eric died, yeah. After Eric and, after Eric and, and Shelly died. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It is very possible she could have decided to be a cop. Well, either way, it wasn't clear. No. Definitely was not clear. It could just be a coincidence the bitch's name is Sarah. I do like that. And all he had to do is show, like, she had wings tattooed on her back. Right. Yeah, those big red wings that Mia Kirshner looks so sexy in. All right. So where are they going if they're not going to Washington? They're just going off into Crazyville, (laughs) USA, I guess. I know. I like mine better that that Eshmael really did work for the guy and that he really did, you know, seek him out and he knew he was the by crow. misunderstanding the smart. He he just seemed too smart to be a real insane person, even though he was acting kind of insane. He had like that plan was like really good. That I've actually there. I've actually had that happen to me before in life where you misunderstand a movie and it makes it better, and it, your misunderstanding makes it better. Then you find the real thing and you're like, oh, well, fuck that. Oh movie. yeah, that movie's stupid. I, same thing with me with with the, the Highlander series. For like the first season, I thought it took place before the first movie. Yeah, and then after that, I was like, oh well, fuck. And it's just like an adjacent Highlander universe where yeah. things just went differently. I guess. Yeah. Well, this is different. This would be like. Um, us finding out that all the people that were helping out James Bond were crazy, and that James Bond was just crazy, and that they were, you I know, love that theory. It's, it's just I would like lo- it's just insane people, and they thought they were agents. Because I mean, that's that's what you guys are telling me. I would love, I, I would love to yeah. unpack that theory on like. 
touche old douche. Yeah, or that's, or let's just rewatch all the James Bond movies and pretend that's what's happening. I'm okay with that too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you have all the James Bond movies in Plex, I noticed. Yeah, I do. Yeah, good for you, man. Way to go. All fucking real high def. Every one of them nice in, in high quality, yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm one of these I, days. I don't like them all. Yeah, but you got to watch them all. Yeah. They're no, they're like don't. they're like the Pokemon of movies. Pokemon has movies. <laughs> no, I mean you gotta gotta catch them all. Is their slogan? Oh, you yeah, gotta watch yeah. them all. Yeah, you do though. You gotta watch them. All. Man, this has been a long episode. Why don't we yes. get the fuck out of here? Wrap this we'll up. just remind people to subscribe. Uh, you can subscribe anywhere: iTunes, Google Play, Rogue Intel, Stitcher. You can find us at roguintel.com. You Blog can find talk. us at tablereadspodcast.com. Um, and you can. Uh, uh, go to Amazon.com or uh, RogueIntel.com slash Amazon for all your Amazon purchasing needs. Um, and listen to our other show, Touche El Douche, also on the Rogue Intel Podcast Network. And listen to all the great shows on the Rogue Intel Podcast Network. They're nice people, except the ones that are cunts. And we like them too anyway. The voice of Table Reads is Art Carlson. Hey, that's kind of meta. Meta. This podcast was created by Sean McBee and produced by Ferris Wheelhouse. FerrisWheelhouse.net Fuck. Cut to black. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.